We welcome you into another episode of Automotive Insiders. I'm Jason Stein, host of SiriusXM's Cars and Culture on Business Channel 132. The sea change occurring related to nearshoring has plenty of opportunity and some risk. Increased levels of global uncertainty mean increased potential risks for companies today and, of course, an increase in costs. That's forcing automotive manufacturers to favor suppliers and manufacturing facilities closer to end markets. Roland Berger has completed a survey asking the industry about its nearshoring decisions. 78% of interviewed companies have conducted, are conducting, or are assessing nearshoring alternatives in Mexico. The availability and quality of labor force, reduced transport cost, and risk due to proximity to the United States and Canadian markets show Mexico as a competitive manufacturing and export hub. And the results of the survey show an effort to minimize costs, reduce time to market, improve supply chain robustness, and manage external risk. But what else should be considered with a move to Mexico? Roland Berger is finding out while on the ground in the country, where it just opened a new office to bring deep industry knowledge and insights to local companies and multinational corporations with Latin American operations that help support projects throughout the Americas. Roland Berger Mexico joins its global network of 50-plus offices in all major markets worldwide. And just ahead of his appearance at the June 2nd MEMA event in Detroit, Roland Berger partner Oscar Equibar tells us all about Mexico. This MEMA first-time event is called Doing Business in Mexico. And today, he gives us a preview on Automotive Insiders. Oscar, what a pleasure to have you on the program. Welcome into Automotive Insiders. Uh, Jason, thank you and your audience for having us. Wonderful. Let's talk about your big news of late, which is a Mexico office. Tell me a little bit about that and tell me how significant it is for the company. Well, it, it is a key milestone in the development of our strategy in the region, because as you may know, Roland Berger has been present in the in the north in the region uh, from a, a long time with offices in the U.S., Canada, and Brazil. But we were missing a link to Spanish-speaking Latin America. So Mexico uh, comes as a, as the final piece in assembling. That and, and in this way, we will be able to serve our, our clients in a better way since a lot of our clients are requesting for uh, teams and or support that includes uh, Spanish-speaking LATAM more in, in the new geopolitical context. So uh, we, we believe it, it's, it's a major milestone and, and it, it will increase the way in which we can serve clients in the region. Let's talk about Mexico as a region, and you talk about its importance. And Mexico has evolved as the most really relevant country in terms of auto-related trade with the U.S., even outpacing some of its competitors. Tell me a little bit about the importance of overall production in Mexico and also uh, some of the key segments. Yeah, sure. Well, Mexico has been an important production region since 1994 with the uh, with the beginning of the NAFTA trade agreement, now USMCA. Uh, since that moment, production started increasing dramatically. And, and today, Mexico is the, seven, the seventh largest producer of, auto, uh, of automobiles in the world, mainly serving the North American market. 80% of production goes to the US, and it's also the fifth larger exporter of auto parts 
In terms of trade with the U.S., uh, Mexico is the largest uh, exporter of autos as well as auto parts to the to the U.S. And that's been the case for the last maybe uh, more than 10 years uh, and consistently has increased its share uh, in relation to other major countries such as Japan, South Korea, Germany, etc. And there are some key components involved here, right? We talk about logistics, labor, tariff costs. How is the market changing that's going to allow for more nearshoring? Well, geopolitics is, as, as you know, a major enabler of this. Uh, the, the, the trade situation between the U.S. and China uh, has made, well, that, that, and if you sum up also COVID-19 and then the war, the war with Ukraine, that has uh, uh, brought a lot of risks uh, for uh, for the supply chains in general in manufacturing, but specifically to the auto manufacturing. And that has made some of the major suppliers and also OEMs to rethink their strategies, favoring uh, locations that are closer to their markets because that support them to diminish risks. In addition to that, Mexico still has a clear advantage in costs. Uh, as you know, China, uh, has been increasing. I mean, Ch China in the last 20 years has become a manufacturing powerhouse, but that has come also with an important increase in costs. And then if you sum up all these uh, major events that I just mentioned, COVID, the war in Ukraine, that has had an impact on, on logistics and also tariffs. And that's why Mexico today, it, it's, a, it's a very competitive country, ma mainly because of logistics costs, tariffs, but also labor and other costs are, are major enablers in this nearshoring trend that are benefiting Mexico in a, in a major way. Let's talk about labor for a moment and the availability and the quality of the labor force. How is it impacting the decisions that are occurring relative to the region? Sure, Jason. Uh, Mexico still uh, has a very important difference, as I mentioned before. Uh, China has been increasing their costs importantly, and in terms of the, co the cost of labor in Mexico, even though it has increased, it hasn't increased at the rate that, that China has seen. In, in addition to that, the quality of Mexican labor has been recognized. Uh, uh, as you may be aware, there's been an important trend in which we uh, have uh, increasingly uh, participated in the manufacturing of premi premium products. Uh, if you see the production in Mexico 20 years ago, it was mainly uh, non-premium products, but in, in latest year, uh, it has become increasingly a, a lot of uh, global manufacturing, for example, Audi plant, BMW, etc., has increased their production here. So that's a recognition of the quality of labor. And if you add that, to the, to the cost, which is still a major important factor. Uh, I mean, that's, uh, that's one of the reasons why Mexico has become increasingly uh, a major powerhouse. And some respondents to your surveys about the region see assembly operations as the most important system for nearshoring, some 70%, you told us. What else is important in that nearshoring effort? Yeah, in general, we, uh, as you just mentioned, we, we conducted a survey uh, with OEMs and also supplier one, uh, supplier, tier one suppliers, sorry, and 78% of them uh, have conducted, they, they mentioned that they have conducted, are conducting or are assessing nearshoring alternatives 
in Mexico. And as you just mentioned, they see assembly operations as one of the most important systems. Anything that is related to labor, again, or logistics costs, uh, components that have an important share of those, are one of the most important components that could be uh, subject to nearshoring in Mexico. And other components, such as anything really to do with an uh, electric vehicle powertrain, electronics, are just additional opportunities, correct? Yeah, uh, I mean, electric, uh, electri electronic components, even though they are starting from a small base, Mexico is still not relevant in, in those. As you, as you may know, we have a major announcement saying that we, we will have uh, additional factories that will be just producing uh, electric vehicles in Mexico. So we expect electric vehicles to be a major a major uh, force, uh, and we expect uh, a KGR of 29% in the next uh, in the next following years to 2030. So that even though we don't have uh, still the supplier base, it's is developing at a fast pace, and uh, with the arrival of new factories just producing EVs, we we see that as an additional very interesting opportunity. You also mentioned five factors that are considered as keys to a successful really planning and execution in Mexico as suppliers consider that nearshoring effort. What are those five? Uh, totally, Jason. In, in our survey, we also asked for these factors. What, what are uh, key success factors for establishing an operation in Mexico? And consistently, uh, respondents mentioned navigating bureaucracy. Here in Mexico, having a good relationship with government is key to your success. And in general, state governments are very willing to support, of course, uh, new investments that, that bring employment to, to their regions. Also, mitigating security risks. Again, uh, th there's a lot of talk about cartels being present in, in Mexico, but they don't mess in general with, with business. Uh, I mean, uh, if you establish uh, general safeguards and you establish yourself in the correct locations, you, you wouldn't have to, to deal with this, but it is important to have them in account when selecting a, a location. Also, adapting to cultural differences, e even though Mexico is very well aligned uh, culturally in business culture with the US, there's still some important differences that also should be taken into account uh, and that can, that can be done by by selecting key people from Mexico uh, into your operation. Also, access to capable supply ba supply base. Uh, as in every other country, Mexico has major manufacturing hubs in the automotive ex industry. So it is very important to select those regions and, and make an assessment of, of uh, what's the labor market, for example, in the region, how, how is the transport to your final markets and also, also to the sources of your, of your raw materia material. Again, uh, Mexico is a key manufacturer of auto, but not all the regions. There are very specific hubs and uh, you, you have to consider uh, uh, your own, of course, operations to that match with a specific hub within Mexico. Then cost competitive production. Again, Me Mexico is a very uh, a large country and there may be important differences of costs of labor costs and other costs within, uh, in, uh, I mean, difference comparing every region. For example, in the northern re region, you may face 
higher labor costs, but less transport costs as you are closer to the U.S. So you have to factor all, all those uh, all those things in your in your planning, and then access to key resources. Again, depending on, on the specific products that you are manufacturing, you have to assure that the supplier base is existing in those regions. Some. Amazing. Roland Berger, Mexico joins a global network of 50 plus offices in all major markets worldwide. Oscar, congratulations again. And uh, we really appreciate your time on Automotive Insiders. Thank you very much, Jason. Again, thank you. Thank you and all of your audience for giving us the opportunity to talk about these interesting topics. Wonderful. Best of luck in the future. You too. Thank you. Well, that's this episode of Automotive Insiders. Remember to follow the program wherever your favorite podcast appears. And thanks again to my guest, Oscar Equivar, partner at Roland Berger. And thanks for listening to the show. I'm Jason Stein. We'll talk to you again next time.